What happens when mom or dad finds an unexpected love again? This is another Elder Care Success Winter Short. And this one's about how to identify the good, the bad, and the ugly of the Lonely Hearts Parents Club. Valentine's Day is next week, and I was just talking with a good friend who shared that yesterday was the anniversary of he and his wife's first date. That was 35 years ago. He talked about going to a movie. He mentioned the name. I forgot it. It wasn't important to me, but it was important to him. And then how they had gone back to his place where he cooked chicken parmesan. I think that would have got me right from the get-go. Then a few days later for Valentine's Day, they went out to a local Italian restaurant where the owner said they were the best-looking couple in the place. Well, the funny thing is they kept listening to that restaurant owner say the same thing about every couple that walked through that door. Surprise, surprise. But personally, I can't imagine how lonely he would have felt if his wife had died. We talked about that. And he actually said he'd be devastated. I understand. Right now, I'm actually seeing a friend go through this horrific stage of grief. I feel her pain, but I don't actually know what it's like. And there's only so much I can do as a close friend to help. Sadly, that hurt and feeling is something that she can only go through and get herself out of. I can be there for her and so can other friends and family members, but ultimately, the ability for her to get out of that dark hole in that dark place is hers. But what happens if she, or as I've seen others, decide to date again? Wow. Well, you know, there's a lot of emotions that go through that, including how do I talk to somebody that I might be interested in? What if they're interested in me and I'm not interested in them? What will my kids think? That's a big one, especially here when we're talking about a parent who's a little older and we're adults. That feeling of loss and, I'll call it, emptiness and loneliness gets only exacerbated over the holiday times. Think Valentine's Day next week, Thanksgiving, Christmas, and even the summertime when everybody's out being active and they're sitting there at the bar by themselves. Well, maybe not at a bar, but wherever it might be, the beach, at a restaurant, and seeing everybody else that's out and having fun in a couple's kind of way. And if you're the adult child of that parent, seeing how mom's gone through this or dad's gone through that, then you're going to be a little skeptical about their next love interest, or you actually might be happy for them, which I hope you are. But there are a couple of warning signs that we all want to watch out for, and we're going to dive into this a lot more in the next episode, our Valentine's special on February 13th. Stay tuned for that one because that's a big one and something that might even surprise you even more about how the FBI gets involved and my guest, who actually gets a number of these people arrested. That's a good thing. But on a positive note, there is one reason why you should want a parent to find love again. Love connections can heal heart wounds. Not totally because the scars will be there of any lost love, that's for sure. But generally, We are social creatures, and the love we feel and receive from others whom we truly care about, and ideally who truly care about us, can increase oxytocin in our systems. And that's also known as the love hormone. That little zinger gets in there, kind of like Cupid, and releases a chemical stress reducer 
which can increase at times when we're lost and lonely. Stress, not a good thing. We've talked about that before. But this love hormone can actually reduce some of that angst and anxiety. And when the stress is down, so is our blood pressure. Unless you want to jog five miles every day or less or more, whatever the case might be. Let me go get my running shoes out of the closet, please. However, what happens when we're a little suspicious about that love interest? What happens if they refuse to meet you or other family members? What do you do? This might pop up a few red flags. And one way to help resolve that is to consider having a conversation with your parent in just a little bit more detail. Not in an accusation kind of way, but just to find out a little bit more about their love interest. Who they are. Are they a nice person? What do they think about them? What's their back life history? What's their family like? If they don't know this information, chances are things might be a little wonky there, and you might want to dig a little deeper. Then, try and get a little better understanding of what's so fascinating about them. If your parent really has an affection for this person, chances are they're going to actually be able to describe how they feel and why. That's good. If mom or dad's love interest refuses to see you or meet you, your antenna should probably be up a little higher than normal. One way to solve this problem is to consider inviting mom or dad and their new paramour to dinner with you. It could be a restaurant, your treat, it could be your home, definitely your treat, or maybe out just to a picnic at the beach. Some place where they'll both relax and you'll have a chance to really do a little bit more checking out of who they are, how they behave in a family environment, and your goal there will be to make them feel as comfortable as possible. You want them to relax and put their guard down. Hopefully, they're a good person. And if they're not, hopefully you'll learn that too. But don't jump on it right away. If you're a POA for mom and dad, consider going over finances. Not related to the love interest in this particular case, but tax time's a great time to do that. You might have a new tip, an idea from an accountant, and just want to help mom or dad with their taxes to help them get organized. Once you have all that information together, you'll be able to sort through and ask questions. Again, not as an accusatory role, but certainly as an inquisitive role, because you want to help. And ideally, you do. So that's not a lie, nor should you do that either. A few things that you might want to look out for in this particular case when you're going through finances are mom and dad spending more money than they should on their new love interest. Did they buy a new roof for them? You know, no one can survive with a leaky roof over their head, that's for sure. Or a car. Oh, that old clunker. She really needed something a little better than what she was used to. And you know what? It had an oil leak. Okay, Dad, I get it. Perhaps diamonds for their paramour. Or the skink, as one person I know refers to their dad's love interest. Seriously. If the person that they're keen on is an aide, you have a little bit more control. Actually, you have a lot more control in this particular case. Although it's still going to hurt mom or dad no matter what if you decide to cut the cord and make sure they're not in their lives anymore. That's going to be really hard for you and for them. And, well, yeah, it's going to be hard for that aide too. But if they're bad, who cares? That's not your problem. Control, however, is not the issue that you really want to get into here. It's really an understanding of what's happening and why. When you're dealing with an aide, the first thing to start with is to have a conversation with the aide. If it's an aide with an agency, 
you can go directly to that agency boss or owner and say, I have a little concern about Susie or John. Can we have a discussion about who they are, their background, what sort of background checks you did on them? And can you tell me some details? Now, chances are they're not going to tell you anything that they found in some sort of background investigation. But I would still start digging a little further. Like, did they live in another state? Was the background investigation done in that state? Chances are not. The majority of agencies will do a background check in the state where that agency has a business. Not the big agency, but the little one, the franchise owner in the local town or community that you live or that mom and dad lives. They don't want to spend the money doing a national background check. It happens all the time. And a lot of these aides are actually moving from north, south, east, west, or even overseas. So that becomes a lot more difficult in doing that kind of research. But you really do want to double check with the agency owner to make sure that, in fact, they have done their homework and what it discovered or what it uncovered. Now, please understand, a background check really is nothing more than a roadmap to give you an understanding for a further conversation. Some aides have had some bad financial situations themselves. I know I saw that with our own, and it wasn't their fault. They were good-hearted people, and in some cases, we hired them. In others, we didn't. In the ones that we did, we always had a very positive experience, and I'm pretty sure it was a positive experience for them, too. I know so, because we kept those lines of communication open and strong. But if you're hiring them independently, this is something that you really want to do. If you find something that is just a little off and why they might be helping mom or dad out with some sort of bills or something else, then you may have a better understanding of where your parent needs some more help. It might not necessarily them being nosy or wanting to take over, but just something you don't necessarily know about. So I'd like to err on the positive side of the negative when a loved paramour might be an aide. And love may actually be a little different in how you look at it versus what they look at. So, but it ultimately comes down in most of these cases to winning the heads, the heart, and the wallets of people that we love and we take care of, mom and dad, or perhaps maybe another loved one. Now, ultimately, if you're dealing with an aide who becomes a love interest, and I get it because they're dealing with some very personal situations in your home or in your parents' home, and that's pretty easy to do, and it happens a lot. Now, one such story of an aide taking over a situation with an older gentleman at a care facility, and he cared about her very much, and she cared about him, but not quite in a paramour kind of way. In any case, she became almost what I would say like an older daughter to him, or maybe a younger daughter. But what happened is finances started to get a little wonky. And the family noticed it and started to complain. What the aide had done was take over the bill paying for the older gentleman to help him out. She cut off credit cards for the family. She cut off credit cards for the gentleman. She made sure that she was on those cards. She helped with bank accounts. Whether her heart was in the right place or not is not the issue. What she did was wrong, and it wasn't her place to do so. He wasn't her family member. Yet his head and his heart had just gone head over heels for her. <sighs> Those are some issues that you probably deal with when a parent or a loved one is lonely and needs a little extra support. Around the heart, I'll say. The head and the heart and the wallet, it's big ones. And they can wreak havoc on your family and your relationship with your parent, no matter what. There's a lot more next week as we dive further into this issue with my guest, 
James Feldman, who is, I'll call it, a love spy. (laughs) Well, you'll find out more about that. And he's actually gotten a number of people arrested by the FBI. We'll even dive into what happens when grandchildren get involved in these situations. You might be surprised to hear what happens when older people get caught by a love interest, a paramour, or, as my friend likes to say, a skank. Stay tuned for next Wednesday, February 13th. Now, one last thing before we go. If you're taking care of an older parent, a loved one, or somebody else, please consider getting the book, How to Survive a 911 Medical Emergency, a step-by-step guide before, during, and after. We don't get into money on that one, but it's a critical tool to help you in any particular time that you might be dealing with some sort of emergency situation, even a simple one where you're just not sure things are right and you need to call a paramedic. You need to know what to do before, during, and after. This book will save your head, your heart, and your wallet. Doctors have even said so as well. Trust me on that one. And if you like this show, please share it with a friend, a family member, or somebody else that you know who might be going through a tough time and just need a little extra help. It can be your gift to them because it's my gift to you. We'll see you soon and we'll hear you soon. Take care. Bye-bye. This show is sponsored by Caremanity, the publishers of How to Survive 911 Medical Emergencies, a step-by-step guide before, during, and after. For your own personalized free file of life, go to www.howtosurvive911.com. All trademarks, brands, and comments are not intended to be substitutes for medical, financial, or legal advice. Please consult a medical, legal, or financial professional for issues relevant to your own personal situation. This show is produced by Caremanity LLC. All rights reserved. Caremanity LLC.